Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us. My name is Allie Keaton. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of It Starts at Home. I'm here as always with my partner in crime, Thad Yessa. We are back in the office after Christmas. How was your Christmas, Thad? It was good. Uh, We enjoyed some time in Indy with some of our family. Uh, It was quick, but always, always loved the Christmas season. How about you? It was really good. We, yeah, definitely more low-key and different than normal because... 2020, Um, but it was restful, enjoyable. But if I'm honest, I'm really excited about today's podcast episode because it is definitely up my alley. That's right. The new year, it's hard to believe. It's just around the corner. We're only days away from 2021 and also not knowing (laughs) what 2021 holds. Uh, But as we finish out 2020, uh, a hard year for most of us, it looked different than any of us anticipated we can look towards the future uh, and have new hope in that many of us are spending time reflecting, thinking about the things to come. A common practice at the start of the new year is something called New Year's resolutions. It's a tradition in which a person can resolve to continue good practices, Mm -hmm. change undesired traits or behaviors, set out to accomplish personal goals or otherwise to improve their life. The most common types of New Year's resolutions you've probably heard of is to exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill, live life to its fullest, save money. All of these things could fit under a New Year's resolution. But we've all heard statistics that 50% of people make some kind of New Year's resolutions, but only 80 or sorry, but 88% of those resolutions ultimately fail. So that's not very encouraging at all. So why are we even talking about New Year's resolutions? Right. New Year's resolutions, they're not innately bad. There's nothing wrong with wanting to improve or to learn something new. But a lot of times our resolutions can be a lot less about setting goals and more about wanting to feel accepted or loved. People want to feel loved. They want to belong. Is our goal to lose weight about health or a desire to look good in a swimsuit or in front of somebody else? No wonder so many resolutions fail. A lot of times, not only are they hard things to accomplish, but it fails to make us actually feel better, to feel loved and accepted. There's no such thing, real thing, as self-help. All those books, all these companies that are targeting it around this New Year season, there's no program, no subscription, no membership that's ever going to give people what they truly want and crave. That can only be found in the one who created us with that desire. It can only be found in Jesus. What we try to fix with our goals and resolutions can only be fixed with what Jesus did on the cross. Self-worth and value can only be found in intimacy with him. So that doesn't mean that we shouldn't set New Year's resolutions. We can still believe in New Year's resolutions. They can be, it can be a convenient time at the end of the year to think back, evaluate life, see where you are and make choices to live life better. So we can lose that weight. We can learn that foreign language, but we shouldn't do it to achieve a sense of betterment. We should look to God for that. Pursuing lofty challenges because we serve a great ser- great savior and wish to honor him with our life, health, finances, and hobbies. So how do we do this, Thad? How do we go about setting a goal or a resolution? 
Yeah, I think one thing that I've heard um, time and time again is to be smart about setting a goal. And by smart, we mean uh, the S specific. If you want to say a New Year's resolution is to read the Bible more, well, get specific. Instead of just saying, I want to read the Bible more, say, I want to read the whole New Testament. You're being very specific Mm -hmm. in what your goal is, which leads to the next one, which is measurable. So you'll know you're able to accomplish it. If it's something like, I want to run a marathon, well, you know how long a marathon is. It's measurable. It's able to be, uh, there's a metric that you can accomplish with it. But I think the A is important is it should be attainable. Is it reasonable? For me, it's not to run a marathon (laughs) this year. It's not going to happen. Or an Ironman or really any extreme exercise. That's not going to be it for me. Is it reasonable? Am I actually able to attain this goal? Mm-hmm. If your goal is to memorize the whole Bible, I'm going to tell you that's probably not an attainable goal. Make it realistic. Make it something that can actually happen. And last, make it timely. Have a deadline. If it's, I want to lose this much weight by July, you have a time. You know when and you're working. Or if it's for the whole year or whatever it is, make sure you have a time frame for this. So, Be smart about it. Be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Yeah, another tip would just be to break it down, which you've kind of mentioned there too. But take these big overarching goals and break them into smaller goals. That'll help you along the way to feel as if you've accomplished something. And it helps them to be a little bit more realistic and attainable. So for me, I've got a big goal for my entire 2021, but then I might have just a quarterly goal that I'm focusing on for January through March. That way I know if I'm being successful. Another way to help you accomplish these goals is to share your goal with someone else. Whether it's a friend, a coworker, your pastor, whoever, tell someone what your goal is for the purpose of having them keep you accountable. Mm. If you know this person is going to check in on you, it's going to maybe prod you like, man, (laughs) I know this person's going to ask. So I better make sure that I'm striving to accomplish this goal. Yep. So now we know how to set goals. But what are some New Year's goals, resolutions, commitments that we should be making as Christian parents? I think first, uh, and this is probably obvious with our podcast, but we should make God our family's actual top priority. Mm. Does your family live like God is your top priority? And that looks like how you spend your free time, how you operate, um, a phrase that I've heard my whole life that I think is great if your commitment is to get your family more involved in church is that Sunday morning worship is a Saturday night decision. Mm. So if you want your family at church every Sunday, you're not going to be out late every single Saturday night. So you're going to strive to make it so that God is your family's top priority. And that might mean shifting some other goals and focuses so that God is actually your top priority. Another commitment that we could make in 2021 as a Christian parent would be just to commit to digging into the word of God. We know that reading the Bible and studying his word is important for us. And so that could be something that we commit to personally this year. We want to make sure that as parents and caregivers of kids and teens that our spiritual tank is full so that we can pour into their lives. So commit to reading the Bible in an attainable way. Maybe like Thad said, you'd focus on one book of the Bible for the first chunk of the year or you focus on some sort of reading plan. There's tons out there that you can use. 
Third is to schedule faith talks or allow for spiritual spaces or whatever you want to call it when you're having a spiritual conversation with your student or teen. The average American family engages in less than 15 minutes of direct parent-child conversations each day. Mm. That's hardly enough for a casual conversation, let alone time to engage in deeper conversations about faith. If you're only talking 15 minutes, how do you ever expect to talk about the Bible, Jesus, God, living in a way that's pleasing to God? What's your purpose here on this earth if you only have 15 minutes a day? Yeah, another study was done of 11,000 teens from 561 different church congregations, and they found that only 12% of youth have a regular dialogue with their mom on faith or life issues, and only 5% have regular faith conversations with their dads. And so if you, what we're saying is that if you don't schedule these times each week to grow spiritually together, they're just not going to happen mm-hmm. naturally. That doesn't mean that Every single day you say, okay, we're going to set aside 45 minutes and we're going to have this deep spiritual conversation. Maybe your goal is once a week. I want to create this spiritual space where we can have faith talks. For most of us, faith conversations aren't going to get worked into the day unless we're intentional. Mm -hmm. So our recommendation is like find 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and say 30 minutes once a week. I'm going to find that space where we can have a deeper spiritual talk. Yeah. Another commitment that you can make this year would be to set a regular family worship time. So that can look like a lot of different things. It can look like going to church in person together as a family. Like Thad said, making it a Saturday night decision of, hey, this is what we're doing as a family, prepping in the car on the way. Um, Maybe for you, you're still at home. And so that's going to look like virtual church in the beginning of 2021. But setting aside that time to worship together as a family um, and study the word together. Maybe you're going to go through a family Bible reading plan this year. Um, You as a parent, you're teaching biblical literacy to your kids. You're teaching them, this is the word of God. This is what it teaches us. Here's the story. Here's where, who wrote this and things like that. And you can also use that family worship time to memorize scripture together as a family. I think probably one of my favorite points because it's who I am is, is to read books. Make that your goal this year. Um, reading books is always something I put on my new year's resolution. Mm -hmm. Usually it's not unattainable. It's an insane number of books, (laughs) uh, but to read books, we've developed here at West Hills a parent resource area. We plan on launching a website next year that I have other resources, but we have these resource areas to equip you to be better Christian parents, to help you, to help you understand, to help you read more with your kids. One of the great resources that we have is missionary biographies. I remember growing up, one of my favorite parts about our family worship time that we built in is at the end, we would read a chapter from a missionary story or a missionary biography. And I thought that was amazing. We were exposing our kids to missionaries, the work that God is doing. Yeah, another idea would be to develop your prayer life this year. So that could be individually, that could be as a family, but commit to praying. Commit to praying every day. Um, we get came had two podcast episodes earlier in our season about praying with your kids and praying for your kids. And so b- both of those are things that you can be doing this new year. You can pray scripture over your kids. You can pray with your kids. Um, set that as a goal this year. Uh, The last two kind of go hand in hand is first commitment to the church, which is what we've talked about kind of at the beginning, making God your family's top priority and really 
committing to the church, serving in the church, being involved in the church, helping out in the youth group or kids ministry. So you're getting more opportunities to teach your kids the Bible. Mm. And the last is serving as a family in the community. One of the big pushes here at West Hills is that our church is going to be a church that serves in the community. We're looking for ways in which families can serve together so that if you have a child or a teenager, when you go to serve, they can go and serve with you. Invite them to serve Mm -hmm. with you. Yeah, so those are just a few ideas, and you can, of course, come up with some of your own. We would love to hear you share those with us. Um, But just something to think about. Paul David Tripp, in a New Year's blog post that he wrote a couple years ago, he says, For the Christian who finds their hope in the person and work of Jesus Christ, change doesn't happen in big, dramatic moments. Rather, the transforming work of grace operates in 10,000 little moments of life more than it does in a series of two or three life-altering events. Are life-altering events significant? Absolutely. That's why they're called life-altering. But the quality of your life and the character of your person isn't primarily shaped and defined by is is primarily shaped and defined by the 10,000 little decisions, desires, words, and actions you make every day. Even when we experience a life-altering event, we will have 10,000 little moments to respond to it. So, confess in those 10,000 little moments of conviction. Live courageously in those 10,000 little moments of faith. Respond obediently in those 10,000 little moments of choice. Choose the kingdom of God over the kingdom of self in those 10,000 little moments of desire. Here's the bottom line. You don't need a big resolution to change your life because your life is defined by 10,000 little moments. Jesus Christ is present and active in all these small, seemingly insignificant moments, and he is resolved by his life and death to rescue you from sin and transform you into his likeness. By sovereign sovereign grace, God places you in 10,000 little moments that are designed to take you beyond your character, wisdom, and grace, so you'll seek the help and hope that can only be found in him. In a lifelong process of change, he is undoing you and rebuilding you again, not into a better version of you, but into a version of him. And so all of these ideas, in 2021, you're going to have 10,000 little moments. And we just encourage you to take those 10,000 little moments and allow God to change you. So parents, we encourage you to take time this week to seek the Lord, pray on how he would have you enter this new year. Maybe setting forth new goals or commitments to him. But just know that we are praying for you, we're praying for your family as we head into this next season, not knowing what 2021 holds, but praying that God will work and convict us as we desire to be disciples of him and raise the next generation of disciples. Thanks for listening to It Starts at Home. We hope that today's episode has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you enjoyed this episode, we ask that you share it with a friend. You can stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.